Welcome to the Unlimited Life podcast show with Zara Mahoon and Teresa Shaver. In this episode, we're going to talk about how to use the law of attraction properly and how do we know if we're using it properly. Well, Zara, please tell me, how do we know if we're using the law of attraction properly? If you're using the law of attraction properly, then the things that you're wanting are showing up. That's it. That you don't want are not showing up. That's right. That's it. That's simple. There are two ways to tell whether or not what you're doing, what you're thinking is serving you or not. And one is by observing whether or not the things you want are showing up. And the second one is by paying attention to the way you feel. Because if you're not feeling good, that means that what's on its way is not going to please you. But if you're feeling good, what that indicates is you're creating positively. You're creating positive things and what shows up next is going to be pleasing. So that's a very short answer to that question. <laughs> well, I'm going to just take it a little bit deeper. And What does it mean to feel good? Can you give me an example? Feeling good is a place of satisfaction primarily. There's so many shades of when you say feel good, you can feel a little bit good or a lot good, right? Yes, you can. So when you just feel peace, when you just feel that everything's really working out, that's a place of satisfaction. And then when manifestations happen, prove to us that we are on the right track, we kind of go up our emotional scale to a place that feels really, really good, but nobody stays there. That would be like saying, I want an orgasm and I want it to keep going on forever. Right. Right? It doesn't happen. You come back and then you're in that place of satisfaction. So life is meant to be lived in that window of satisfaction with the peaks, with the ebbs and flows. Because when you go down the emotional scale, so you're not really feeling good, maybe you're feeling angry or maybe you're feeling anxious about something. That's actually where you do all your creating because when you're not feeling good, in essence, you're asking for the thing that will make you feel good, right? So all you're asking, all you're creating happens when you actually are not feeling good. That's very interesting. Then what happens when you're feeling good? If from a place of feeling good, then you're not creating? You are, but, but the creating that happens when you're not feeling as good is more powerful. It has more momentum. It's the depth of your desire. So let's say I'm in a very satisfied place. I'm feeling really, really good. Everything's good. And I say, hmm, wouldn't it be nice if someone just brought me a pina colada? And then 10 minutes later, somebody calls and says, I'm coming over. Would you like a pina colada? Yeah. Right? So now I just kind of wanted that pina colada. I wasn't saying, oh no, where's my pina colada? I'm going to die if I don't get my pina colada, right? So when you feel that way, that if you don't get this thing, you're going to feel as if you wasted your time. That's when there's a lot of depth to that desire. And the more depth there is to a desire, the bigger manifestation you're creating. Okay. So... If I felt that way about pina coladas, then what I I would be manifesting in the process of manifesting would be the most amazing pina colada 
in the world. Well, anyway, do you like pina coladas? I sure do. Are you me bringing too. me one? <laughs> Would you? I do like pina coladas. You mentioned another thing when we were talking earlier. You mentioned the emotional scale. And yes. Do you think that's a topic for itself or do you want to delve into that a little bit today? Sure, we can go into it because it expands our understanding. And believe me, I've been talking about the emotional scale for so many years. Yes. <laughs> it doesn't matter because it, all of it improves our understanding. So the emotional scale is simply um, a scale that lines up emotions from the worst to the best. Okay. Okay, so what's the worst? The worst is despair. Nothing's working. Life is useless. I should just roll over and die. And unfortunately, there are people who feel that way. I've been there. I felt that way at times. And I didn't know any better. I've been there. I felt that way. But then from despair, you feel a little bit better. And now it doesn't hurt that much. It still hurts, but it doesn't hurt that much. And when that happens, you get to a place usually where you're looking to assign responsibility to someone for the way you feel. Right. So that's where you're in that phase that either involves blame or it involves guilt. I should have done it. Be- I should have known better. I should have done something different. Why did I do it this way? Or you compare yourself with other people and you say, it's them. It should have been mine. They took it. Or if they hadn't done that to me, then I would have been more successful. They don't like me so. Things haven't happened the way I wanted them to. We assign the responsibility for the way we feel to someone or something. And that's a feeling of powerlessness. From there, we move on to being really, really angry. How dare they? Or angry with yourself. Why did I? And that anger actually feels better than the powerlessness. Because in anger, you can bash someone in the face and that makes you feel better, right? So in anger, you're actually taking some of your power back. Good point. Then you move on to revenge and revenge is sweeter. Even if you don't actually go and slash someone's tires, just the thought of it is so good. I'm not a very vengeful person. (laughs) So what, what happens is when you do that, you're taking more of your power back. And then as, as that negativity subsides, you get to this place of anxiousness and worry. And, and that's a split vibration in the sense that when you're in that worrisome place, half the time you're thinking things will work out and the other half you're thinking, no, how is it going to happen? So you're, you're not trusting anything. You're not, yes. And so you're splat in the middle of the emotional scale. As far as I'm concerned, that's how I see it. Worry yeah. is right in the middle because it's splitting you into two, right? And then if you're able to soothe your mind by self-talk that indicates the situation I'm in is not that bad at all, this can get better. Now you can keep moving and you move from that place of worry to a place of hope. And then from hope, you can start being eager. And then from being eager, you can start seeing some manifestations Uh, So from eager then, sorry, you go to satisfaction. So now you're in this place where if it happens, it's okay. If it doesn't, that's okay. I'm still going to be happy. Right. And then right at the top is that place of um, love and joy. How do you stay in the satisfaction? Like what things can you do every day to stay at that place? 
if you appreciate where you are, then you stay in a place of satisfaction. Because think about it, not being satisfied means I'm complaining about something. And uh, being a complainer is a habit. And we don't even know that we are doing it because we do it about things that seem unimportant. That's what makes all the difference in the world. So I'm complaining about how loud people are outside my window. It doesn't matter. It's a vibration of complaint. That's not joy. That's no actually how insignificant it seems. It's still in the complaint. That's right. That's right. And that's what people don't realize. People feel, most people that I coach feel that if they're not getting this big thing that they want, then they must be doing something that's equally big that's keeping it from coming. And it is a, a revelation that says, no, it's the fact that you're, you get antsy whenever your mother calls and you don't like the way your neighbor parks their car and you don't like the way your supervisor talks to you at work. Don't like, don't like, don't like, don't like, don't like. That's not in satisfaction mode, is it? Exactly. But when you look at it, it seems like, really? That's affecting my ability to manifest the millions of dollars that I've been wanting? That's what's getting in the way of my finding the perfect person that I want to spend my life with? That's what's getting in the way of my not being able to cure myself of this a condition that I've been carrying around for such a long time. It, wow. seems, it, it seems illogical because we've learned all our schooling, everything has taught us that if there's a big event, there's a big reason for it. Right. But most of the time, that's not what it is. It's about the little things. It's about the person who always finds fault in other people. They're not satisfied, right? There's always something wrong. There's always something wrong. And, uh, that, my dear, is what prevents things from happening. Yeah. So what we need to train ourselves to do, and I'm not pointing a finger and saying a lot of people are like that. I am saying I was like that too, right? Yeah, so was I. And I mean, I could still go downstream with some of those kinds of thoughts sometimes. So it's something that you have to teach yourself to do. When you start understanding that that is the thing that's keeping me away from all the things that I want, oh my God, I am going to change. Because it's about me. It's not about anyone else. And all you have to do is become conscious about the way you think your thoughts and start changing them little by little by little. And I remember many years ago when I first started this journey, I realized what I was doing wrong. And then as I was speaking to someone, something would come out of my mouth. And then I would think about it and say, oh, oh shouldn't have done that. Not going to do it again. So it's trial and error. It's being conscious. It's about being conscious and then doing something with that information that you're receiving, yeah. right? And changing things around. And as you keep working at it, you chip away at it slowly. And then one day you emerge as a completely different person. Very true. So I really like what we talked about today. So one of the things you mentioned is that you say you're coaching clients. Are you taking on any new coaching clients as well? All the time. Okay. So I'd like to put that in the show notes if we can. And then the other thing is, can we link to the emotional scale so people can look at it or can they just Google it and find it themselves? They can find it themselves, but I do have another YouTube video that actually does a really detailed job of explaining it. 
Very good. So I can link to that as well. I think that would be great to just share with people. And then just a parting thought for everybody is like really focus on the thoughts that you're having and be conscious of keeping those thoughts in the satisfied state. Because I think that's really powerful. It's like, that's the first way we start moving is being conscious of really what are the thoughts that we are having in our heads and what's coming out of our mouth. Absolutely. I agree. In fact, there's so much to be said about what is a positive thought. Because as I like to point out to people, positive thoughts, negative thoughts come disguised as positive ones. Right. Well, let's leave that for another episode because I think that's a good topic to get into as well. But thank you, everybody. And we hope to see you at the next episode. Thank you for joining us this week on the Unlimited Life podcast. Zara and I were happy to have you here. I will put in the show notes some more resources for you to refer to. But join us at her website, zedmahoon.com, or even on the Facebook page, Unlimited Life, Law of Attraction Facebook group, where we have many discussions around the Law of Attraction and its application into your life. Thank you for being with us today, listening to this episode. If you liked what you heard, please give us a review and join us again as you unfold a beautiful life.